Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Gambit Podcast. This is a special Gambit Podcast as we're focused on 3v3 that is starting on Monday. Uh, I am Solo Base 15. I'm here with my good friend Zareth. Zareth, how are you tonight? Doing well, Solo. I uh, am in the middle of eating a piece of pizza, so um, <laughs> that, that's enjoyable. And <laughs> uh, otherwise, Otherwise, I'm I'm excited. We've got three v three coming. Um, I'm excited that we get to do something new. I'm also uh, cognizant of the fact that you are not excited. No, no, I am not. I will be excited in about four weeks when three v three is over and we can start planning another five v five. That's fair, unless uh, CG decides three v three is. The new norm, and every once in a while they'll throw us a bone and get, let us do 5v5. Well, then we just burn it all down. It's, it's that simple. Uh, <laughs> I'm with you there, actually. <laughs> 3v3, you know, it's fun. I expect to enjoy the first two or three weeks, but it, it, beca- it turns into a slog. It, it is just, it can be tedious at the end because there's so many teams hard to keep track of everything and it's also just irrelevant to the rest of the game frankly i love 3v3 i think it's a lot of fun but it's not relevant like the only other game mode that we use 3v3 in is uh omega battles <laughs> and when was the last time we did an omega battle without just clicking sim <laughs> <laughs> well seriously it's like even my alt has has simmed them for uh, since forever. I think right. <laughs> so it's not really that's not a game mode exactly. That's just uh, that's a cop out for the devs to not give us an actual event that day. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I it's been so long since I've done an Omega battle that I can honestly say I didn't remember that you only had three in it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's how long yeah (laughs) yeah but we're here for the 3v3 grand arena um i hate it you sort of like it and this time i've noticed a lot more people aren't as excited about 3v3 and that's because of the giant fear that is galactic legends um I don't know how to approach this. I think, based on other people's comments, since I I have Galactic Legends Ray, um, I honestly think every time I face somebody with a Ray, they're probably going to keep their own Ray for offense just because every quote I've heard is, how am I supposed to beat this Galactic Legend unless I have one? (laughs) Yeah, it it really messes with me because... So I have Supreme Leader Kylo, and I think I'll be fine against one Galactic Legend. I think I'll be able to use him to counter one Galactic Legend fairly successfully. Uh, But if I didn't have him, I don't know what exactly. I don't know what my strategy would be against Rey, for instance. Um, I I do think that the standard... I don't don't know if there's a standard counter yet for Rey, but I do think that using Ray, uh, using those counters like Darth Revan, uh, some version of Darth Revan and Bastila, probably going to be 
maybe okay there. Um, you know, and same with Jedi Revan, but it, it might take a little more uh, getting there, frankly. I, I think maybe we're going to have to multi-hit Galactic Legends. Yeah, I, I expect that we will have to multi-hit. And for those of you that don't know, if you get Ray down to yellow um, and then die and she's still in yellow when you start up, her invincibility buff just never starts when you go in for the second battle. So, I, I mean, I think, quite frankly, that that has to be the strategy. If you're facing a Ray and you don't have your own Ray or Kylo to beat, I think you need to be prepared to use both Darth Revan and maybe a GAS and two-shot it. Um, so, I don't know how uh, feasible that is for the rest of your battles, but I don't think you can be angry at yourself if that's the result that happens. Uh, you know, and I guess I, I have a couple things to add. First, you know, not having the meta character when your opponent has the meta character, like, that's always going to be rough. It, right. If I have, if I don't have General Skywalker and I have to face a General Skywalker, like, I'm not going to have a good match. I'm going to have an uphill battle. Maybe I'll win, maybe, I'll, maybe I won't, but like that, that's always how it is. And so, you know, if you don't have your, your Galactic Legend and your opponent does, like it's not really that different from 5v5, in my opinion. Like you have one person has a massive advantage because they have the, the meta character. That's how it's been from the start. And you know, just because Galactic Legends are going to be a huge roadblock this uh, 3v3, I, I, I think that, you know, that's how it's been with every meta. So, um, that said, I, the other thing I wanted to mention, though, you, you said that if you can get their health below, her health below the 50% threshold, or whatever the, the threshold is, um, then she doesn't get her invulnerability thing. I recently watched, or not watched, I, I was looking at uh, someone's uh, galactic uh, legend uh, attacks. Uh, I should, let me rewind. I was looking at their Grand Arena history, and they failed their first attack using Jedi Revan to counter Galactic Ray, uh, which is understandable. And they quit out. They didn't let any of the damage uh, actually uh, stay on the Galactic Ray, or maybe they just didn't do any. But uh, one way or another. Then what they started doing, though, they started throwing single characters at Galactic Ray, and then uh, eventually, like what what happened was, she would default to uh, her healing ability to heal her team, even if they didn't have any uh, damage on them. And her, that healing in her, as part of her kit, actually takes twenty five percent of her health. And so what the guy did, he he sacrificed a ruinous amount of characters actually it was it was pretty gross um he sacrificed probably like 20 characters maybe even more to ray but in, in the end her health was right at like 20 percent ish and then went in with shock t clones and wiped out the whole team <laughs> yeah and frankly that that doesn't seem fun to me but like that may end up happening, frankly. We, we have to be prepared to accept that level of time investment to take her out, which 
is frustrating to me. Right. And, and especially, well, heading into this, we don't know if it's going to be, you know, the super exclusive Kyber club or if it's going to be like the past GA where it was easier to make Kyber. Because if it's the super exclusive Kyber where you're only getting 1,000 points for a victory, um, you're going to need full clears. And so <laughs> as not fun as it's going to be, that might be your best strategy to get the full clears. Because even if you lose the round, you don't want to miss Kyber going, say, 10-2 and two just because you didn't full clear two rounds. Um, so that's something to think about as well. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, if it's if it's super exclusive, uh, my guess is that if it's with ships, it won't be super exclusive. Well, it wasn't last time, frankly. Um, if they and the, it, they won't change the points that they give, probably. Um, but I'm guessing that if they don't have ships, that it will be more exclusive. We have we haven't seen three v three without ships though. We um, haven't. It, yeah, it's uh, this is championship nine, or this is eight championship eight. So that's the ninth if you include the exhibition round, and we still there's still one major uh, mode in Grand Arena that we haven't seen yet, but that they still talk about all the time. So, I, you know, it'll be interesting if it's no ships, and I really don't want super exclusive Kyber for. Th- for a 3v3. I want to not care about it. Um, And more importantly, the feats are, I actually, you know, I kind of like these themes that they do, so it's not the same thing every time. But some of these feats are quite absurd at all levels. Like, you have to win a battle with the Hoth brothers. I mean... I know people out there have G12 uh, Hoth, Hoth Soldier and whatever the other one is uh, because of back in the day with uh, Territory Battle, but I can't imagine much of the public has anything more than a G8 Hoth Soldier. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think he takes eight carbs, Carbanti, to actually... uh get to uh, gear 12 like it's an absurd amount of investment for very minimal returns it's just like rolo she takes like 10 carbantes to get to gear 12 or something like that like and she's not good (laughs) so we have that to look forward to i mean we'll have to win something with lobot in the next one i already said that we're doing two gacs of uh of empire strikes back theme so yeah well though <clears throat> next one thankfully will also be bounty hunter centric they said um which that could be some fun feats oh yeah i agree with that uh, yeah we'll see how it goes i'm not i'm not too worried about feats feats uh feats make it so that the min max people can stress out and they make it a little <laughs> easier to make Kyber, but what I've learned is at, at my GP level, I'm not going to make top 10 anyways until they make a new division, because 
I'm up against people who can solo Ewoks almost every round for 63 with Nest. <laughs> and and as one of their matches, one of their consistent matches. They're like, oh, that, darn it, they don't have Ewoks. I guess I'll, right. I guess I have to use uh, my, my Nest to solo Phoenix instead. <laughs> oh, it's sad, but true. And so, like, that level of efficiency is just unattainable. Instead, people are like, I'm just gonna, I don't really know what I'm doing with all these uh, high relic resistance characters. Like, I'm just gonna throw them all together and put Finn as lead. And <laughs> and the veteran, uh, the veteran smugglers are gonna be there too. And it's like, okay, so can't solo that with anyone. Can't probably even get 60 unless I'm real careful. Because if one of the veterans uh, smugglers dies, the other one hits like a truck. <laughs> and and it's AOEs and it, it's just madness. So, and it's like, oh, well, that's the easiest team I have to face. So about the same thing, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so to me, I'm not worried about the feats too much. I'll do them when they make sense. And, you know, the thing that I am not looking forward to in 3v3 is uh, the undersized win. Thing. <laughs> I, I'm assuming we're going to have to do that. <laughs> I don't want to, though. Well, we didn't this past Grand Arena. Yeah, you're right. Um, but the undersized win, I actually, I, I'm not going to mind because in 3v3, Nest can always undersize somebody, um, at least one team out there. And then you're usually good for a Malik solo in 3v3 and General Skywalker is good for an undersized as well. Um, I guess it's, it is a question of how tough your opponent's defense is, but in general, you should be able to. You know, that's the good point, Solo. Um, I don't give you enough credit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh, it, it's true. Like, it's uh, – I, I guess I didn't really have any problems last time because Nest, you're right, Nest always gets a Solo. And – you know, we'll talk about that in a little bit with the different archetypes uh, that, that comprise 3v3 because it, it turns into uh, just an archetype match, frankly. Like, that, that's what the mode is, is just, like, you have to specialize in one thing. And so we'll talk about that. Um, uh, you know, it's the 3v3 uh, undersized thing shouldn't be a huge issue, though. One thing yeah. that... One thing that I'm really interested in, frankly, though, is um, the uh, the prospect of maybe not having ships this time. Because... I, yeah. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, I honestly don't know how I feel about that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I hate I've, ships. I've lost Grand Arenas just because of ships because of some stupid dodge, like a Millennium Falcon has dodged before all five of a mass attack, and I've lost because of it. Um, but at the same time, at the same time, when you don't have ships, you have obviously an extra team or two to place. And in 3v3, there's just not a lot of good leaders out there. So you take away ships, and let's say you have to place one extra team. You have to find one extra leader, which isn't always necessarily possible. Um, 
with who you have geared up on your roster. Like, there's plenty of leaders. I mean, for example, Rolo is a leader. Doesn't mean that you're going to be able to use her. Yeah, I mean, you're you're right. And it's actually, if you have to have one place one more team, that means you have to find two more leaders, in fact. That's or if true. you have two more teams, that's four. Yeah. Um, though in 3v3, the lead is not nearly as important either because uh, the mechanics just, just matter more. There's not as many characters to synergize and benefit from that leadership. And the mechanics of a team typically are better anyways. Like, I recently just saw, this is 5v5, but I recently just saw someone had beat a Darth Revan team with Malak, and it was all like super high relics. They beat the Darth Revan team with a zombie lead, Night Sisters. And I was, I was just thinking, like, that's actually really cool because they have so many, so much good internal synergy that the leadership, it, while important, isn't all important. And so if you have zombie as lead, he can't die from Deathmark. Uh, but everyone's still gaining a ton of turn meter. Everyone's still doing a lot of cool stuff. And I would have liked to seen how that battle actually went, uh, you know, if if there was a huge speed disadvantage or whatever. But I don't know. Uh, it's just kind of, it's relevant to 3v3 because there's even less synergy needed. And I know that's one of your kind of complaints about 3v3. But, um, number it's, two it, on the complaint list. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is, it's relevant factor though you know 3v3 just doesn't need as much leadership yeah um that said it can be frustrating to find a good lead in 3v3 um you know one thing you we mentioned the malik hit the malik and solo things i used to put last time in 3v3 i used to put savage lead with him just to give him that ridiculous extra amount of defense so he's even harder to kill (laughs) Yeah, and um, without a ton of good leads, as we said a little bit earlier, efficiency isn't always the thing that you can accomplish. So having a Savage lead with Malik and then Savage just dying, it honestly doesn't hurt you as much as you would think it would. Right. Uh, It's... It's tricky because the thing is, right, previously, so last, last time we were walking into 3v3, it was um, you and I were in super efficiency mode where we were trying to get 60 every single fight. And I mean, I still try to do that. I, I fail, of course, but I try to do that. Um, you know, you do a good job of it too, but we inevitably fail because there just aren't enough teams that can get 60 that we can take on offense and still consistently win a, a ton. So um, 3v3, though, I, I'm i just, yeah, I'm not as worried about efficiency. I've never been as worried. You, you lose fights and you have to move on. And if someone one-shots your whole team, you're like, wow, I guess I better change my defense because <laughs> they should have failed at least once, damn it. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's true. More battles, more chances to lose. Absolutely, and more weird mechanics that you never foresaw. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it's, it's like, what does Bastila do on a Jedi Revit team? She, she does a lot of things, and when you don't have her on your Jedi Revit team, like, you never notice her when she is on it. You know, she's like, oh, okay, she dispelled. That's great. 
otherwise she's like sending other people to you know do their hits it's like oh yeah i forgot that she does ability block on her basic like there's just so many things she does so many good things that in 3v3 when you're like oh i could do without her i'll just cut her loose and then you don't have her and you're like wow why is my team weaker <laughs> it's because you don't have bastila <laughs> yeah um so uh, circling back a little bit uh, the the no ships thing is exciting to me because it makes the game it's not just tactical it becomes strategic as well um you know right right now with 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 any game mode plus with 5v5 or 3v3 plus ships it becomes you have to clear two zones you, you really only have to clear one zone to have a full picture of all the squads you have to beat it you know and then ships it doesn't matter if when you get to the ships you're like oh i'm prepared for it but like if you really struggled to get two ships then it doesn't matter. Like it has no bearing on the rest of your roster. You're like, wow, I have zero teams left. Like I, I'm literally down to zero teams. And then I go, I get back to uh, ships and I'm like, oh yeah, easy 60 banners. <laughs> right. So it, it becomes a question of like, well, I really have to work on, I have to figure out who I want to place in which zone to force my opponent to use subpar counters in order to find out what's in the back, you know, it, so you're forcing them to do weird things with their roster. And if they only have to beat like three or four teams to get a full picture, then it's not as big of a deal. If you have to force them to use five or six weird counters in order to save their other counters for what's in the back, that becomes a really awesome strategic uh, advantage if you know how to wield it. It really does. And that actually leads into probably talking about team archetypes because one of the things that was difficult last 3v3 is when you get one of these awful timeout teams in the front zone and you have to beat a timeout team and not use an overpowered team to do it because you need to save for, say, Darth driving in the back or whoever is going to be strong in the back zone. Um, and that's complaint number one, <laughs> by the way, on 3v3 is timeout teams in this game are just atrocious and not good for the game in general because they're not fun to play against. And I'm not saying every fight is fun, but these teams are designed to just annoy the hell out of you. And 3v3 encourages it. Um, so <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're not wrong. I mean, it, that, that is a frustrating thing. Um, you know, the, and that's, that's one of the archetypes. Clearly. Yeah. Like timeout teams aren't really that relevant to me in 5v5 right now. But like well, in 3v3, absolutely. You can face, you might end up facing 10 timeout teams. Uh, yes, I can tell you right now, I, I went through and I created um, 28 potential teams for 3v3, just kind of, you know, preset squads that I can sort of play with a little bit. Um, and in there, I have four timeout teams, not because I want to use them, but just because this game mode kind of encourages it. Uh, because you build you know, X amount of teams 
with how you want. And then you look at the leftovers to create your other, say, 10 teams. And you're like, oh, well, I, I have six tanks left over. Uh, I might as well throw them all together and see if people can get through it. Uh. <laughs> right. You're like, well, the goal is to make them never even attack once because they're so annoyed with all my uh, stupid team comps. <laughs> Basically. Like... One of the teams, and I ran this team a few times last 3v3, is uh, General Kenobi at R7, uh, Jolie at R4 that has 100% crit avoidance, and then Hoda. (laughs) And so this team, it's actually a good timeout team because A, there's a revive, B, Kenobi gives a ton of survivability with his lead. Kenobi's giving out a ton of foresight. Hoda's giving out a ton of foresight. But this team will never kill a character on your team. It's just, it'll never kill you, but you can never hit the actual, you can never hit Jolie first to kill him um, because he'll constantly have foresight on him. Yeah, and you can't crit him, so it actually negates, uh, you know, like like the Jedi Training Raid team. I think I actually timed out with the Jedi Training Raid team against a very similar squad. It might have been that squad exactly, in fact, where you need to land exposes with that team, and to land exposes, you have to crit. And if you can't crit, because uh, General Kenobi hands out crit avoidance as well, then like you're, you know, with foresight, crit avoid, and natural, uh, just crit resistance. I think I ended up killing one character in that comp and timing out, even though I, was, I felt confident going into it. Uh, it's, yeah, it can be a very frustrating archetype yeah. to deal with. Yeah, so there are a couple of ways to deal with this archetype, and I advise you keeping them all for offense. One, obviously, is Darth Nihilus is the ultimate timeout team killer. Um, because he doesn't care about your revives or your super tankiness. He's just going to annihilate you. Um, And nobody places Dark Nihilus on defense anyway, so I don't expect them to. But in your front fights, you have to keep Nihilus in the back of your mind. And that Sith trio um, for the timeout teams that you know are going to be hiding in the back. Uh, No. And, and you're right, Nihilus, Nihilus is great for it. I guess I will, I, you know, I've been wanting to say this for a while, I'm sure you have too. Um, I, I think that Mandalorian is huge for 3v3, frankly. Yeah. I think especially for these timeout teams, yeah. Yeah, like you say that Kenobi and Jolie will never kill anyone. They might actually end up killing Mando if he's only gear eight with <laughs> three stars. <laughs> But assuming you can keep him alive, which he does have two lives because he has Bounty Hunter's Resolve, and hopefully you're putting him with, uh, you know, Bosk or some tank or something. Like, <laughs> Mandalorian will kill the hell out of those timeout teams. Yes. Yes, he will. Um, another good solution for timeout teams is if your opponent has Zerus, always save JTR for Zerus. It will be a guaranteed six. Well, it, for three v three, it's fifty four banners, but it's basically a guaranteed fifty four banners if you bring um, 
JTR against the Zaris team. Reason being is if you have Zaris on the team, most people, well, with only five, you know three people to place on the team, there's not going to be an actual damage dealer on a Zaris team. It's usually GK, Zaris, and, you know, Hoda or somebody else. Um, so you bring JTR in, she applies healing immunity, and Zaris means absolutely nothing, which is fantastic. Uh, it's exciting for me. Um, but you have to uh, – it's one of the factors you have in. There's, You know, you and I both – help coach people in Grand Arena. And one of my first questions at the start of every round for 3v3 is, do they have Zaris? <laughs> Which yeah. is annoying to ask, but I have to know whether or not we're holding back JTR for a potential Zaris team. Well, and honestly, so you say that, and I agree that previously that was pretty good. I, I wonder, though, like, if, if they do have Zaris, like, it seems a little bit like a waste, but what if they only have a gear 12 Zeris? Like, uh, I get where you're coming from, but at the same time, like, you have a Relic 7, because you have Ray, you have a Relic 7 Jedi Training Ray and BB-8, and whoever else goes with that team, like, that is a huge investment to just take out a gear 12 Zeris. It is. I agree with you there. Um, but at the same time, it's just going to be JTR, BB-8, and R2. And, I mean, they can take out Bounty Hunter teams. <laughs> you know, JTR is probably the all-star of 3v3, or at least one of them. But at the same time, they're not going to be taking out super meta teams. Yeah, you're right about that. She's... She will kill any B-level team out there unless yeah. they have some weird mechanic that somehow thwarts her. Right. Uh, <clears throat> but so, and unless you're, people are going to be like me and put Zeris with Ray and just, you know, give a big middle finger to everyone because then Ray's not going to be killing Zeris or JTR, I should say, isn't going to be killing Zeris. Um, but one other thing to think about with timeout teams, and a lot of people forget about the old Zader lead. Zader, and that's, I should say, a Zeta on his lead. Um, he's the king of killing these timeout teams, especially a team like the Stormtrooper Han, uh, Vandor Chewie, and L3, because you might get in four minutes into the fight, but they're going to be have stacked like 30 dots on them and eventually just melt. And it's a slow team. It takes forever. Um, but those dots eventually just add up to the point where the timeout teams can't do anything about them. Yeah, that is one of my all-time favorites. I used to, back in the day, I, I used to run it all the time and I, I called it, Vader strangle and I mean that's what it really is like that's his lead is actually really fun it's not so relevant in 5v5 these days uh, but it, it can it's just a lot of fun in 3v3 you're absolutely right like there are way fewer threats to actually kill Vader because he's kind of squishy actually despite his high stats um, but he 
he does, he just slowly over time strangles them. Like that, that's yeah. what, how it feels. Like it, you just stack on those dots and unless they're uh, the Kylos, then even if it is the Kylos, he has all, they have all those dots and he does his saber throw and can just delete them. Right. With that throw. So yeah, I, I actually, I, I recently accidentally put gear 13 on him because uh, <laughs> I was looking at his stat. Gosh, I did that with Scion too. It's like, it's like a thing for me. But um, he, I don't really regret it though, especially now that we have 3v3 because yeah, he, he is going to do some serious damage for me in that, on that team. And all you need is him, maybe one more person who can do, uh, can cause dots. Maybe it's like Vader and Mission and Zalbar or something. Maybe that's yeah. the, the combo. I, I, I've run that exact team in the past. Um, and it definitely works. Or Zader Wampa plus one uh, is also another good one for that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Wampa is actually a threat to solo teams in yeah. 3 Yeah, absolutely. I I never do it because my Wampa is only gear 12 and indifferently modded, but and, and no Zetas. So I don't do it, but other people can. Yeah, that would stop you. <laughs> um, but so, but yeah, there's there's all these there's all these different teams though that we're gonna have to fight. Uh, you know, we mentioned earlier that there, are, you know, the efficiency hit in three v three is real, and yeah. uh, you know, part of that is also that there the inevitability of some matches requiring burner teams which is basically uh, you have a team that is really strong, like Darth Revan. They have a ton of really strong special abilities. Like their basics are okay, but their specials are amazing. And so what you do, you can't beat them with what any of your other teams. We'll say that you already used Darth Revan or he's just, uh, he's on defense, whatever. You have to take him out. What you do is you throw three worthless tunes in there and Darth Revan goes and puts fear on everyone. And then uh, Bastila goes and she puts her fear on a couple people and gives her suite of debuffs. And then Malik goes and uses his special. And then all those three guys just get uh, obliterated. And then you jump into the next fight. And even though they have turn meter, that's not a big deal because they were faster than you anyways. And they also have cooldowns on all their main abilities. So then you have a fighting chance to beat them. Right, and 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 so that that becomes a necessity sometimes. Uh, you you hate that though, don't you? I do hate it. I mean, I've used it before. I hate that idea in general. Um, and I know it works, so I I will use it in the future too. I just I I really do hate that. Um, but especially against a faster Darth Revan team, some like you said, sometimes it's just necessary in Grand Arena. Yep, sometimes that's what you have to do if you if they're facing a even in five v five. If you're facing a faster Darth Revan team, you don't have any other options. Then you do I I call it the Jawa gambit because you have five worthless Jawas. You throw in there, they die, and then. And then you can actually beat them because your Darth Revan team isn't on cooldown. Um, 3v3 is no different. But 
honestly, you know, that, that is really frustrating to have to deal with that. That's 3v3 is actually one of the reasons uh, Malik ended up getting more relics because I got one shot by a Padme team that had no business one-shotting me, except <laughs> my Malik was just weaker than he should have been. Yeah. Frankly. So, yeah. Uh, one, one really interesting thing, in my opinion, is uh, the Gene Ocean Brood Alpha just adds, adds a ton of utility to this uh, mode. Whether you're on, he's on defense or offense, like the fact that you get a fourth character and, and it's a tank with a passive taunt, it, it's pretty amazing, actually. Oh, it's, it's huge. And if you have a relic on Brood, that tank also has a relic now. Um, <laughs> which, so you have the potential of going in with four relic characters. It's not even like, it, you know, this tank comes in a little weaker. It's, I, I, you know, I used, last time I used the Geos to beat every bounty hunter composition I saw. And I, I was doing it for max banners. Um, they can also take out most of the newt comps, especially in 3v3. Sometimes in 5v5, if it's newt, dooku, nest, and, you know, two others, you can get stun locked and never be able to clear extortion and you can have some trouble. In 3v3, that, that honestly just doesn't happen. Um, and so I think the Geos are a very strong offensive team in this. Yeah, I agree. And also, though, they make a really strong defensive team for, for the same reasons. Just the AI doesn't do as good a job as you would on <laughs> offense. That, that's fair. Uh, they do, except for I've noticed in 3v3, they are a lot easier to kill with uh, – just uh, Treya and Scion, uh, because there's just less less of them attacking. Uh, you usually don't have Poggle to clear the uh, Scion debuffs that make you attack Scion. And so uh, I find it easier to kill them with just a Sith Trio in 3v3 than it was in 5v5. Yeah, that's fair. Um... Uh, and yeah, I guess the question is, you know, if you want if you want them to use their Treya and Scion on something for the what's in the back zone, like that could actually be a really good bait team. It but, could be, yeah. Uh, you know, one way or another, I'm actually I, I'm starting to think now. I wonder if you know, there's that Doombug team where the in five v five can one shot Ray and Kylo actually. Um, I'm I'm wondering now. I wonder if 3v3 actually has a version of that to be able to one shot the Galactic Legends. It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, you know, I said this to you when we're off air. I think it was to you. Um, week one is going to be completely different than week four, and I say that because in 5v5 we have 5v5 so often that you generally see the same teams in week one that you see in week four. It's just maybe a new character was released or something along those lines changes one or two things. With 3v3, I kind of feel like the first two weeks are going to be 
experiment weeks. And then weeks three and four are going to be where you see the Galactic Legend Ray counters pop up. And you're going to see all the undersized opportunities out there. Or you're going to see the super timeout teams. Like that GK Jolie Hoda team that I talked about. Um, I didn't think about that until week three last time. So, So I think we're going to see a very different week one than we do week four and 3v3 because the last time we had this was five months ago. Yeah, and there's just inevitably way more characters now. Uh, you know, there's more yeah. characters and more relics. Gosh, it's going to be so miserable marching through those zones with Max <laughs> Relic. Like, yes. I imagine Red Trooper is going to be obnoxious as hell Oh, he's 3v3. He, he he will be filthy. Um, you know, this last time we had 3v3 was so long ago that I was actually using General Skywalker as a third on my Jedi Knight Revan team because he was still only six star at that point. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, yeah, like I, I just made a video. It'll publish later tonight. Um, but yeah, the... Uh, I, I had a video where I had to take out a General Skywalker team and I used my Commander Luke and the, the General Skywalker. Now it's like, well, yeah, everyone has a spell except in Skywalker. You know, that's the reality on my account at my GP level. Right. Uh, but the, the truth is, though, for but back then, it was like this huge deal. I had to beat a Relic 7 General Skywalker in 3v3 and, of course, they put him on defense. So, it, and my Commander Luke counter was not ready yet. So, what I had to do, I had to two-shot it. I, I brought in uh, the CLS trio. They lost. And then, you know, the, the best way to counter that team, if General Skywalker's the only one standing, which he was, is uh, you just put Palpatine lead plus uh, Probe Droid and uh, Shore Trooper. Shore Trooper takes the, original, the initial aggro from Skywalker, and then Palpatine uh, does his heal thing and takes 5% health off of the whole team. And then Probe Droid no longer has 100% health, and he explodes all over Skywalker and <laughs> wins the day. Yeah. So uh, that, that, that was pretty cool. Um, that <laughs> Probe Droid is actually super relevant to 3v3 as well. So. <laughs> yes, yes it is. Uh, but that also leads me into one of the most consistent counters I had last 3v3 is a general Grievous squad just is not as strong in 3v3 as it is in 5v5. Uh, a, there's less droids to kill before you get to Grievous, so he has less opportunities to do his AoE. But B... Um, you can't put in B1, B2, and Magna with General Grievous, because obviously that's for droids. Um, so either B2 will always be exposed, or you don't have to deal with B1 or B2, because Magna's in there. And one of the most consistent counters I found was just Rex, Arc, and Fives. And they beat every 3v3 Grievous uh, team that I ran into. Now you lose fives, so 
again, efficiency-wise, it's not the greatest, but I never lost because it, it's just sit it out until Rex gets his annihilate, and then, boom, Grievous is dead. <laughs> yeah, done, son. I mean, it, and that, it's as easy as that. I mean, you have to survive, and as you said, fives dies, but then the other two are just so tough to kill. I think the worst combination would be you know, if Rex got stunned or something or ability blocked at the wrong time. But yeah, like you said, that once we discovered that counter last season, like it was, it was just game over. Like we, I don't think I lost it either. I, I heard a few other people saying things like that happened, but in general, it's a pretty consistent counter and it's pretty cheap because General Skywalker doesn't need Rex or Fives in this case. Right. And, um, because that counter started to become more popular, I actually started taking Grievous on offense with me. And every one of those Acolyte Cheese Night Sister teams that we will inevitably see 12 times in the next 12 rounds of Grand Arena, Grievous just murders <laughs> those teams. Because um, usually it's, you know, Asajj, Zombie, and Acolyte. And you get it down to just zombie and acolyte, and you can't target acolyte and just kill zombie a million times. Well, Grievous B2 and B1 have fantastic AoEs, and Asajj is the only real threat on that team. So you just murder Asajj, basically, between B1, B2, and Grievous, and then you do three AoEs, and the team is dead. That's fair. Uh, that's that's a cool idea because we do see that every single time. That's that's a consistent three v three team, and you know, I got so many defends with it, and I'm like, you guys are morons. Why can't you just right. beat it? Because <laughs> like, because I had a bunch of other teams that can, you know, you have, you have to develop it. it. These teams, you know, one of the things that I love actually about three v three is that it makes certain characters viable that aren't normally viable and not in annoying ways either uh, at least not normally like i i love that i can use krennic in 3v3 sometimes <laughs> he's still not amazing but krennic with death trooper and like thrawn amazing like they could take a ton of teams out they have a ton of really great synergy with each other um uh yeah there's there's just a lot of like acolyte is another one you never use her until you finally you know do in this case um, right you know there there are just a bunch of characters that you kind of kind of uh you know you see like gar saxon he's he actually if he's at reasonable gear levels i'm not saying that people should go out and gear him but if for some reason they have i've lost to gar saxon teams in 3v3 and was not embarrassed <laughs> because because he, he is actually okay in 3v3 in the right context yeah actually all counter attack teams are pretty fantastic in 3v3 because you just have less characters on your own team to deal with the counter. So it's not like um, in 5v5, you know, R2, say, puts down stealth on everybody and then counters mean nothing. In 3v3, there's a lot more characters that can counter than you're expecting. And they, they just keep keep hitting you. Yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. Um, so one one thing I 
you know, we're probably going to shut this off pretty soon because we have another podcast in a couple of days. We'll talk more 3v3, of course, because that's the GAC that's coming up. But, um, you know, one thing people are going to be asking me, they already have been asking me, is, you know, what are you getting ready for 3v3? Like, what things do you think I should focus on as a quick, uh, quick thing? And I, I, I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot solo, so I'll go first in terms of, like, the things, characters that... If you are so inclined to work on a character for 3v3, which not everyone wants to because it's kind of a worthless game mode, as we said previously, even if it's fun for some of us, um, uh, certain characters that you should be working on, in my opinion, uh, Mandalorian is a no-brainer to me. Uh, get him higher than Gear 8 if you can. Uh, give him a Zeta on his unique, because uh, that's the turn meter gain one. He's going to be fantastic. He he has win written all over him. Um, other characters that you can work on, though, I think Nest is a fantastic choice for any game mode. Um, and uh, let's see, I, I had one other written down. Uh, the veteran sergeants are also or sergeants. The veteran smugglers are also really strong in this game mode. I think with resistance, you put them with Finn going to be really good. And they're good for 5v5 as well for getting Galactic Legends. Um, seems like I had one other one, but I'll circle around. Uh, Solo, what other, what, what characters would you work on, or are planning to work on for that matter? Tanks. <laughs> um, and, I mean, I say that out of frustration and joking, but at the same time, it's legitimate. L3 and 3, L3 is a good tank. Period. L3 and 3v3 is just straight up annoying to fight against. So uh, L3 is a fantastic one. Barris, if you if you already have a Zeta on her, and say she's sitting at G11 because that the last time Zeris was meta was G11 was the top of the game. Um, it wouldn't be bad to get her up to G12 or higher for this game mode because in 3v3, there are less ways to get around her. I mean, JTR is a guarantee. Nihilus is a guarantee, but sometimes you have to use them on other teams. So I would say Zerus is a good one. Um, well, definitely those two. And then... I agree with you on Nest because in 3v3, she's fantastic. Uh, you're going to see a lot of Bastila leads in 3v3. And uh, Nest Hoda will destroy every Bastila lead. Um, so I concur with you on that. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, – and obviously, I mean – there, there's the meta characters, but, you know, those are probably, they speak for themselves. Right. Um, you know, there's, yeah, there, there are, there are just a lot of good, a lot of good characters out there that, you know, Thrawn, if you can get him up to year 13, he is amazing in 3v3. He's good in, uh, he's good in 5v5, but when you can negate one third of their team for the price of a character you've already planned on taking to do just that, like it, yeah, he's he is amazing. Um, oh, Watt, if you can, yeah. Watt is the exact same. He is. I want I want a match against a Dooku Nest Jango team. Uh, last last five v five, 
with Embo lead, Watt, who was like five stars or even maybe even four stars, and Gear 12 Sunfac. <laughs> and yeah. it, it was just it, like I barely beat I beat it, but like it was like Watt just solved everything for me. Uh, he yeah, Watt tends to do that. But in in terms of Thrawn, one team that is just disgusting to go up against if you don't have the right team is EP, Vader, Thrawn. If you have speed on Vader and Thrawn, that team can just be straight up scary to go up against. (laughs) So uh, I, I definitely support getting Thrawn faster or geared up more as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's just in general. I mean, yeah. most of these characters are good in both game modes, so it's not going to cost you anything, frankly. Right. Uh, I, because I would never advise you to gear something up for just 3v3. Yeah, uh, you know, certain things might take preference. Like, I think I will end up probably uh, putting off my resistance gear for just a little bit more just to get, uh, I think I'm going to try to get uh, the smuggler Chewy up. I guess he's resistance anyway, so never mind. He is, but, yep. Um, you know, uh, I, I'll probably get, uh, there's probably just a few characters that I will realign my uh, priorities for. And maybe we'll talk about that more in our podcast in a couple days. Uh, but, you know, I, I think I will put gear on characters in a slightly different order than previously based on 3v3, but there are already characters who were on my favorites list to begin with. Right. Yeah. So uh, with that, is there anything else, Solo? I, I think that we've, we've probably covered enough to at least uh, whet the appetite of the people who want to uh, know more about 3v3, but uh, is there anything else that you can think of to uh, deliver to these amazing people who are listening to a bonus episode <laughs> of, of the Gambit? Um, I, I think at the end of the day, I heard a lot of people say for 3v3, you know, they're going to go for Trapped in Carbonite. The one thing I will say is even if it's not your favorite game mode, don't sacrifice rewards that are going to help you in the rest of the game just because it's 3v3. I hate this with a passion. I'm still going to try and win every one of my matches because I want the Zetas, I want the 6e mod material, and, you know, all the bonuses and the Grand Arena currency. So 3v3 can be extremely frustrating, but stick with it. It's going to help you in every other form of the game. And that's fair. Um, I, I agree. I tend to, I think of that as just like an, an obvious thing, but you're right. Like I'll, there are a lot of people talking about, oh, this is my season for Locked in Carbonite. And for me, I, I'm like, why would, why would you do that? There are so many good rewards. And I mean, to me, it's fun. So it's, it doesn't cost me anything anyways. And I have a YouTube channel. Uh, so <laughs> like, I'm not going to get hits for like, if I get on hey guys here's here's my match surprise i didn't actually sign up like you know but there's no benefit to be there anyways but right like 
I don't know. It, it's there are things to learn. There, I think I learned more in three v three about the mechanics of specific uh, weird characters or even good characters than I ever do in five v five, because these teams require so much fine tuning and you know really deep deep diving into their mechanics to be able to win. So uh, you can learn a lot in three v three as well. Right, and lastly. Even if you don't like the game mode, please do not put every meta team on defense. That's just mean. <laughs> don't be a dick. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that should be our sign-off. <laughs> <laughs> that should be. Just don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening. And remember, don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, well, if, if nothing else, maybe 3v3 gave us something. <laughs> With uh, a good sign-off. Yes. So, speaking of, let's get to the sign-off before we get there. Um, this was a special episode. Our podcasts normally come out every Tuesday, and they are Grand Arena, mostly focused, and we also talk about Territory Wars when we're not sick of them. Um, you can find both of us on YouTube. If you YouTube search uh, my name, S-O-L-O-B-A-S-S-1-5, or Zareth's name, X-A-E-R-E-T-H. You will find our channels. We publish all of our Grand Arena videos uh, from every round, so you can follow us. More importantly, you can see what we use and why we use it. If you uh, are looking for counters, we keep a Google spreadsheet that is an exhaustive list of all the teams we have faced, and they will tell you the full team that we faced, that means all five members. It will tell you the full team that we used, or three members, sorry, it's 3v3. Uh, the full team that we used to clear that team. And then most importantly and most useful, there is going to be a timestamped link on that line as well. And it's going to take you directly to the video so you can see, A, how good of a win it was for us. You know, was it 54 banners or was it 48 banners? You will also see what moves we made and how we actually performed the counter. I think that's the most useful part because a lot of times you look at these counter lists and they just tell you, oh yeah, troopers beat night sisters, but they don't tell you the actual mechanics behind it and it's easy to fail by just looking at a list. So we give you the timestamped link to a video so you can see how to actually perform the counter. Um, the link to that counter sheet will be in the description below this podcast. If you're on iTunes or Spotify, we have the link to that counter sheet in all of our videos on YouTube as well. You can get the links there. Finally, we have a Discord channel, uh, and it is mostly a Grand Arena-focused Discord channel. You know, in the off weeks, we might talk about territory battles or something else, but if you're looking for advice for Grand Arena, there are a ton of people who basically only care about Grand Arena in our Discord server, and all of them are willing to help. Um, so come join us as well. We will struggle through this 3v3 with you, and hopefully we can help you if you need it. And with that, Zareth, I think that's the end of our podcast. I think so, Solo. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, we'll See you in a few days for our regularly scheduled podcast. Um, and until then, 
don't be a dick. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. And Jareth, just don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> no promises. <laughs>